0: From the bowels of the Lexus Centre, home of the mighty Collingwood Football Club, comes Pie Night. Brought to you by Easy Bonds Global Payments.
1: Join your hosts, Conno, Driver and Sugarfoot, as they bring you the only one-eyed match preview show in the world. Pie Night.
2: Welcome back to Pie Night, Pies fans after a magnificent victory on Anzac Day, barely two days ago. I'm Conno, joined here by Driver. Driver? I'm buzzing, Conno, and I'm sure all the Pies fans out there are buzzing
3: after that wonderful victory. What a great way to finish Anzac Day, with a win
2: against the Bombers. You're a little bit hoarse, Driver, and uh, part of the reason we've actually had a bit of a lineup change this evening. I'm a bit hoarse, but Sugarfoot actually lost his voice, and, our, uh, and has been replaced, because he could not... Barely muster a whisper. Coming in off the interchange bench. Kieran Butler. Kieran, the star of the sellout show at the comedy festival. Kieran Butler claims Collingwood ruined my life Kieran welcome again to Pineite
1: Evening boys it's good to be back um, obviously missed last week but I put in a good game in the resis and um, I'm, I'm happy to be back and uh, wasn't it a great day at the at Anzac Day and I think it's fair to say that the blinkers are off we're starting to dream we're starting to look I'm starting Even, to dream since,
3: since you came on the show yeah. we're travelling undefeated
1: I know well I'll take it I'll take it all the way I uh, take it the, the show's going it. well too it is it's been fantastic before um, we get into the footy why don't you give just a quick plug well it's um down at the carrying bush hotel we've got uh, a week and a bit to go sold out most of this weekend you can still get some tickets for sunday's show uh this weekend and then obviously next week so um Please come down. It's been great. I've had some amazing people down. I was just uh just mentioning to you guys that I freaked out the other day when I opened the email and saw that John Wren was coming to see the show. <laughs> Fantastic. So we've even well, got the supernatural. The
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're
3: all coming <laughs> on
1: John Wren. John Wren. <laughs>
2: revisits the carrying.
1: Yeah, yeah, I might, might get a few bets years. on, I reckon. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's hard <laughs> to keep a lid on, guys, isn't it? After it is an so, they win. All right, oh, yeah. let's
2: uh let's start by saying uh I think To quote Eddie in that famous DVD and video, Road to Victory, Uh, I think it was after a a Collingwood-Geelong game when Eddie made the quote or made the comment, it's a good sign when the team's down and still has a win. And I think that epitomizes uh, Anzac Day. We had a couple of players down. Mm. We had a couple of players come up and, and I guess, lift their game and fill those positions. And we won on a day that we've... Lost, I think. Uh, it was, five it was of the a last character six. building
1: win, I thought, and I, I also, I, it was great to hear um and uh, Mickey Mickey Mildhouse on the news just saying they're not going to write you know a, a W and um these blokes were missing you know and, yeah and, and they, Lloyd it was and a Camper good really it was up. a character building win. It's the type of thing you that you build a really successful season on. There
3: was a coming of age of some of our younger players oh, yeah. as well. We all know about. Daisy Thomas, he's had a lot of publicity this week. But when you look at some of the other young fellas, Heath Shaw, probably his best game for the club. Mm. Harry O'Brien kept going and going and going all day. Made a few errors, but
2: butted up. Kept his head up. His second efforts redeemed the errors that he made. And I think that's a sign of a fantastic player. And another player who I gave a big rap for last week, I thought he started
3: poorly and was almost... Missing in the first half, Travis Cloak. Yeah. But boy, he worked into that game Didn't in the he, second particularly half.
2: Particularly in the second half. Didn't
3: get a lot of stats, but that hard work off the ball. Travis Cloak and yeah. Chris Tarrant across half Chris, Chris
1: Tarrant worked was so hard. Was was obviously, he, he had to work and work and work. And there was one particular section where he made th- three particular efforts, and he also set up that running goal um, in in the, in the third quarter there. Yeah. And um, yeah, no, fantastic.
2: And I think another player that, you know, everyone's loving the fact that Dale Thomas took that fantastic mark and there were some of those sort of very brave marks and brave acts. But Mm. I think... Almost equally brilliant mark was Nick Maxwell, I think it was late or middle way through the final quarter, when he went back with the flight of the ball, eyes only for the ball, yep. at full stretch. Yep. He was ready to be absolutely oh, cleaned and up, yeah,
1: exactly. and yeah. he
2: took it at full stretch. He had yeah. no right to take that That's mark, right. but he imposed himself on
3: the game, like all those other young guys we've talked yeah. about. One other player I want to praise, we had him as a guest a few weeks ago, didn't say much. And he doesn't ever say much. You wouldn't, doesn't get wouldn't any. Let the would, football do get the talking. Any, any raps from the people who select all Australian teams or pick teams no. of the week? But Simon Prestigiacomo slotted back in at full-back, mm. and turned Scott Lewis, in, uh, Scott Lucas,
1: inside out.
2: Well, speaking of Scott Lewis, Craig Johnson, the Anzac Day uh, Craig Johnson,
1: amazing. And he's uh, but Blake finished the game of footy and he's got to go and change his name by Deed Poll. Well, you know, like. You, how rough is that? What was know? remarkable
2: was walking uh, walking down the Yarra after the after the game, and you know, obviously, very elated Collingwood supporters walking with me, and this Aye. particularly uh, tired and emotional Collingwood supporter, but happy, yeah. started screaming out, "Craig Johnson." For the Brownlow. Craig Johnson for PM. i tell you what. I and hope I thought that, I could not agree with him more. I hope they
1: don't get the engraver out um, before they give him the medal. You know, because he would be a bit... De- oh, Craig Johnson. Oh, great. Oh, can well, I have another one? Yeah, i have to go <laughs> well, and get it redone. Well, well, the thing is that,
2: you know... Pay attention,
1: you- people who give out medals at fairly big games at the MCG <laughs> on Anzac Day. Well, especially maybe uh, read 90, the footy record 90 would 90 be one. a bit of advice. 1991. But I think, I, but <laughs> I
3: think the, the fellow who handed it out... He may have been overcome by the occasion. I think Essendon so. Essendon were probably overcome by the occasion. They came out early. I thought mm. they jumped out of the blocks early, and they gave it their best shot by about the 15-minute mark of the first quarter. Yep. Yeah. It was like our guy sat back and absorbed it and said, yep. is that the best you can do? Yeah, a bit of Now watch it. us play football. Mm. Yeah, it took us till... Um, Towards the end of the third quarter to get in front. But once we got in front, we weren't going to give that game away. And a special plug plug to Alan Didak again. Yep. How exciting is he? He was picked third in his draft behind Kaczynski and Rewalt. Yep. But I've got to ask, how many games have Rewalt and Kaczynski won off their own boot? And how many games has Alan Didak now won off
1: his aye, own boot? He's a, he's a
2: fantastic player.
1: Kieran, it, your votes? My votes? Oh, well, I d- definitely gave Craig Johnson three votes um, and uh, and I think Alan Didak with the two and for my one I think I was probably probably splitting that between um, who were we talking about before Heath, he- Shaw. Heath Shaw Heath Shaw yeah yeah yeah.
2: and we've actually got a quote from uh, Heath Shaw Clinton Bound Uber producer cyber producer uh, spoke to him today before the show and uh, this is what he had to say
1: there was the biggest I'm playing obviously the biggest crowd of played in front of and um, compared to watching Anzac Day playing, being out in the ground is unbelievable. You run out and you can't really hear yourself think it's that loud and um, while you're playing it's hard to hear as well sometimes So, but playing in front of, front of that crowd and um, especially on a day like that is just awesome. OK, Driver, and give us your three votes. For the well,
3: night. you can't go past Ben Johnson for best on ground. I thought Alan Didak with his four goals really set the place alight, so I'd give him second best. Uh-huh. And I'd split my third vote between Heath Shaw, who had a great game, as we said, mm. and Dale Thomas, because how exciting is it to see an 18-year-old
2: kid jumping on bloke's shoulders and kicking goals that he almost has no right to kick? Absolutely, Driver. Yeah. My, my three are very similar to yours. The thing about Dale Thomas is that I had a couple of, uh, of mates uh, after the game saying he brought a tear to my eye. It was just fantastic to see a Collingwood player with that hunger that actually had the ability and the nous and the maturity to take them on. And that goal that he kicked in the final quarter where he balked one way, went the other, and shot it from outside 50 was truly inspiring. And I think the sign of things to come for oh. Collingwood supporters for 2000. could do with a
1: haircut, I think. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, we'll be back after
1: this break.
0: Collingwoodfc.com.au is proudly supported by EasyBonds Global Payments. Secure online payments. EasyBonds online payments. Check out EasyBonds website at EZYBONDS.com or see the Collingwood website to see how you can transfer money the best way online. On this round, round five from years gone by.
3: The lowest score ever kicked in round five is a miserable six behinds, kicked by Carlton against Collingwood on this round in 1898. In 1938, Collingwood champion Harry Collier was suspended for 14 weeks following an incident where he struck a Carlton player after the final oh, siren. Oh, good on Harry Collier. I mean, whoops,
2: sorry, that's wrong.
1: On Anzac we're Day, to, we're allowed to critique the tribunal. Uh, a good uh,
2: 98 years on, aren't we?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> on Anzac Day in 1984, Carlton full forward Warren Ralph missed an easy shot after the siren at VFL Park to allow the Magpies to steal a five-point win, and I was there, and I remember that sweet. And in 1988, Collingwood defeated Carlton at VFL Park with a final quarter blitz on a warm autumn day to win their fifth game in a row and fly to the top of the ladder.
2: On this day, 1990, round five, our premiership year, Collingwood beat the Saints at the MCG in front of 67,000 fans by a solitary point. Peter Dacos. Dakes. Well, you could say he milked it, but he was, oh, he was, was infringed. There. He passed to well, Alan Richardson, there. 25 metres out straight in front, who sealed the game for the Pies.
1: What a memory. On
2: this round, round five. And at this juncture, we have to say thank you again to Kieran Butler for joining us. Kieran, you've got to go because you've got a show to perform. Oh, I
1: certainly do. Yeah, I'd like to say thanks as well, and I hope I've done enough to hold my spot in the side. You know? Well, look, it's
2: uh, we're halfway through the show, so you've, you've done you've played half a half a good game yep. so far.
1: Exactly, and I'll go all good,
2: on. Kieran. Uh, good luck with the show, and uh, don't forget everyone out there in
3: Pyland, KieranButler.com if you want to book tickets. Kieran's on at the Caring Bush Hotel
2: until May the seventh. It's been 16 years since we've won a flag, and Pies fans, this year, we're going to win another. Coca-Cola Zero, Sweet 16. Coca-Cola Zero, real taste, zero sugar, have come on board as sponsors of our fabulous segment. Driver? Thanks, Cono. Last week, we asked the Magpie Army to
3: let us know who their favourite centre-half forward of the last 16 years was. Thank you, Magpie fans. An overwhelming response. Uh, our biggest yet? It's the biggest that we've had so far, and the... Winner by a long way in the Magpie Army's choice for Sweet 16 centre half forward. Drum roll, thanks, Amber.
2: Anthony Rocker. Very worthy winner, our current centre half forward, Anthony Rocker. We had uh, a couple of other nominees, but who are the winners of our prizes? Uh, this week we've got a couple of passes.
3: We have a, a number of prizes. The main prize on Sweet 16 is a slab of Coca-Cola Zero. Each week? Each week we're going to be giving a slab away. And we had an entry from... Are you
2: serious? Each week, Coca-Cola Zero.
3: Indeed. That is unreal. It's a fantastic drink. Lee, Elise, Sophie and Tom, they sound like a family and I'm sure a slab of Coca-Cola Zero, real taste, zero sugar,
2: will go down well in their household. One for the family, not four. One slab and they can share it amongst themselves. Just making sure. Now we've also got some passes for... uh, Kokoda, that fantastic film which was released last week. Kokoda the movie. Uh, the winners of those passes are Richard O'Donnell and Joseph Caruana. Congratulations, Richard and well Joseph. Done, guys. And we've also got, uh, courtesy of Universal Music, Prince's new album, 3121. Which Prince is, uh, has
3: got an album with Richmond's postcode, Uh Oh, look, it's My a fantastic goodness. album. I won't make any comment. No, no, no. Uh, no. Look,
2: look, other than the name, I hope it is his a fantastic music is album. It's much
3: better than the football team.
2: No, no, it harks back to, uh, to his, uh, late Lauren 90s. Lauren Neely.
3: Lauren Neely is the winner.
2: Congratulations, Lauren. New it's album. a fantastic new album available now. Magpie
3: fans, coming up this week for Sweet 16, we want you to get your entries into us at Pie Night, at Collingwoodfc.com.au. Put Sweet 16 in the title line or the subject line. And this week, Cono, we're going to ask the Magpie fans to nominate their best... Ruckman. Ruckman. The best Ruckman in the last 16 years. We've had a few.
2: Indeed, we have. uh, Monkey.
3: Monkey, of course. Stunning Steve McKee. Richard Schaefer. Matthew Francis. (laughs) Brad Loggy Smith. Indeed. The list goes on. Josh Fraser. Guy Richards Straight. there today. David Fanning. Flaps. And um, lots more besides. So, Magpie fans, it's up to
2: you. Fantastic. Send your
3: emails to pinite at collingwoodfc.com.au. Sweet 16 in the subject line. And let us know who your favourite ruckman has been in the last 16 years. And you're going to put yourself in line to win those fabulous prizes again next week.
2: Thanks, driver. Now, the important part of the show, the match preview. And for the match preview, we've brought in... The Uber producer, Clinton Bound from CTV. Welcome, Clinton.
0: Thanks, guys. Pleasure to be here. Big week on CTV. You would have been there in the rooms with us. We uh, obviously after the Anzac Day game. And just to let you all know out there, Easy Bonds, our online partner, are now gone live with their website. So check them out, easybonds.com. That's E-Z-Y-B-O-N-D-S.com. But as you said, Cono, to the important time in this week, obviously Sunday's game against Port.
3: Yes, Clinton. We've had the team sheet come in and... Being Thursday night, we still don't have a finalised squad for Sunday's game. The three, the four players coming into the squad are Shane Wakeland, Jason Cloak, Blake Carousella and Ben Davies. Out is uh, Brody Holland, who unfortunately has been suspended for one week.
2: Attempted striking.
3: Attempted striking. Attempted I've striking. I've got to say, that's a joke. That's an absolute joke. If he was if he was attempting to strike, what was James Heard doing? But anyway, we've got Sunday to worry about Conno and Clinton. Um, I
2: think... Uh... I think the point is, we're going to be a midfielder short. Who comes in? We've got Caracella, We've got Davies. One of those guys fills the Benny bridge. Danny Davies as as has I... been
0: fantastic. Down at Williamstown, he's really been doing the business. And he's, obviously, we saw him last season. And he's, uh, he's really got the kind of build we want running through that midfield. So yeah, he's a, absolutely. he's
3: a player that um, I am excited about. I think he's going to add to our midfield strength. Um, our midfield is surprising teams. Because they're expecting Lucuria and O'Brien and Brody Holland to do what they're doing. But that's not our midfield anymore. Mm. Those guys mm. are still there. But we've got Dane Swan, Heath Shaw, Ben Johnson, Ryan Loney, and Ben Davies or uh, uh, Carousella coming in to the team. And adding depth. There. And they will be adding not just yeah. depth, but they're going to be creating headaches for Mark Williams and the Port Adelaide
2: team to match it's up. It's funny, on the odd occasion that I'm not listening to Magpie Radio or CTV, I, I listened to SEN, and they were actually saying that Heath Shaw and Dane Swan are two of the most important players for Collingwood. And they didn't mean Anzac Day, they meant generically. Now, Heath Shaw's played, uh, sorry, nine or 11 games. Yeah. And, and Dane's and just Dane's played over 30. F- and it's his, it's his second full season, uh, third full season, oh, sorry, whatever it might be. But the point is, we're talking about two two players that are, Already people are saying, we've got to take notice of these guys. It's the consistency
0: they've shown this season though. I mean, you look at the first couple of games and they've they really have, they've kept the same tempo about their game for the entire game time they've had, which has been mm. fantastic to see.
3: Yeah, they're, they're clean with their skills yep. and every week they're growing in confidence. And getting better and better. And people out there say a Collingwood are Collingwood going to have a letdown after Anzac Day? I think what's Anz- really? Anzac Day has done for the Collingwood side is cemented that confidence in our own ability.
2: Absolutely. Especially I am really looking before. forward
3: to going out there and
2: beating up on Port Adelaide. Mm-hmm. Well, I think considering that we, again, we, we had some players that might have been down. I mean, Chris Tarrant didn't kick a goal, even though he played very well without p- scoring. Anthony Rocker kicked one goal three, one goal four, whatever it might have been. We had other players come up and kick goals. Other players damage Essendon. And what we also had from that perspective was, I guess, an evenness in that you don't know who's going to come up and hurt you if you're the opposition to Collingwood. Is it going to be the, the forward line where... Rocket kicks goals one week, Tarrant kicks goals the next, Dydac kicks Didac, goals the next, then or, is Buckley. Be, or is it going to be the, 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 the defenders where one week Harry O'Brien is down, next week he plays a great game, next week Nick Maxwell plays a great game. You know, who's it going to be that's going to hurt Port Adelaide this week? And I think that's the thing that will be worrying Port Adelaide. I think also with Port Adelaide, they've got two players out who are critical to their side, Dean Brogan
3: and Daryl Wakeland. Yeah. With our tall forward line, they're going um, to be... Players short, they're going to have to be robbing Peter to pay Paul with Bishop and Chad Corns and possibly well, even Chad Corns. Um, Chad Corns is a line.
2: fantastic player. He is a fantastic player because not only is he great as a centre half back, he's great as a centre half forward. And he played last week part of the game when the game was to be won against the Saints in the centre. Now, what's going to happen in that instance? And let's hope that. Port Adelaide are going to have so many headaches holding the Collingwood forwards that they're going to have to play Chad Corns in defence, in which case that leaves them an option short in the midfield or indeed up forward if that exists.
0: I know it sounds simple, but obviously kicking more goals in the opposition will always more than likely win you the game. You look at Dale Thomas, and I know so much has been said about him, but I thought what Obi said on the, during the week on CTV um, when he spoke at the press conference on the day after the Anzac Day game yeah. was uh, pretty poignant about a young guy's career so far.
2: Oh, he's a freak, Dale. He's, um, he's on fire at the moment and uh, his work ethic as a young bloke and he's got all the natural ability, football ability, so just got to keep working hard and all those sort of things, the hangers and the good goals will come. He's a freak who works hard. What more could we ask for? Driver, who are some key matchups?
3: Well, I think the ruck is going to be important again this week. Josh Fraser and Guy Richards could double team on Brendan Laid. He's not going to have Brogan there, who's out injured, and
2: Brendan Laid has been traditionally playing forward, which means i will have to either rest him or, I don't know, Fabian DeLuca's going to come in. and Well, he's been selected on the interchange bench.
3: He'll be playing his first game. I don't think you can expect too much of him. People are saying Collingwood have only had a five-day break. Well, Port Adelaide have only had about 10 or 12 hours less break mm. uh, more recovery time than Collingwood have had this week. So, yes, Brendan Lady, who hasn't played full games in the ruck until last week, is going to get tired. But I think that's going to be critical for our big guys to get on top of him early. I think
2: Treadray's another example of that. Treadray came back for his first game back and played a pretty good game. But I think Presty has always done well on Treadray. I mean, you could almost say Treadray is Presty's bunny. Uh, you could say that. Um, he has a great record on him. The other thing's going to be the
3: surface. I think that um, playing after on five- and
0: six-day breaks, the young Collingwood players... I just think we're playing the wings so well at the moment. I mean, you mm. look at what Loney and Shaw and uh, Jono can do down those wings and they're giving us that width. That's Our spine is doing just fine, but it's the width we're also... That, that other option we're able to give our, our forwards, which is penetrating the forward line, which is just blowing me away at the moment.
2: And what we've always asked for over the last two years, and we've never seen, is that long running on the wings, centering it and giving it... giving our forwards the first option of the ball. What we saw a lot last year and the year before was a lot of chip, 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 infuriating and ultimately futile footy that didn't win us many games. In order to do that, of course, we need to get control of the midfield. And we can't be
3: chasing Port Adelaide. Mm. We've got to make them chase us. We're a momentum side. Once we get going, as we saw again on Tuesday, Essendon just couldn't stop us. Uh, Clinton, you're right. The guys running through from the wings and half-back and we're blessed with them now, we've got five or six players who got do options. that, yeah. um, can all drive it
2: into that centre-forward spot, that hot spot, mm. to create problems. If, whether it be Fraser, Pebbles, whether it be Tarrant, whether it be, whether it be Rocker, whether it be Didac as a, as a small forward, indeed, whether it be Bucks. They can take the marks, and if they don't take the marks... The other
3: fellas can come in and rove. Daisy Thomas can rove the ball and kick a goal. Alan Daidat can do. Just Jimmy as well Clement on the can ground. kick a goal. Oh, Jimmy, and, Jimmy <laughs> Clement
0: soccer goal. I,
2: I think Harry O'Brien must have been
3: taking
0: soccer
2: training. <laughs> and last I reckon Harry Kuehl, with his injury, Tim kale he might be uh, pressing for a spot uh, for the Soccer in Well, uh, we want James
3: yeah. here in June
2: playing for Collingwood. Conno. Oh yeah. uh, well. Um, guys, prediction time. Clinton, you're in the inner sanctum.
0: Boys, Give us the gospel. I, th- I really do think we've got too much too much run for them, and I think we could really be having a con- a, a convincing win this week. But uh, I'm I'm thinking f- about 40 points.
3: That's a big call. Excellent. That's Drive. great. Um, my view is uh, we will outplay Port Adelaide, but the nature of the way the two teams match up on each other, I think the margin will be somewhere between three
2: and four goals. I'll go somewhere between 18 and 24 points. Yeah, I'm with you, Driver. I think matchups. Uh, you know, Mark Williams, Choco Williams, the former captain of the club, loves Collingwood, loves watching us play, knows how we play very well. I think he'll do his best to actually uh, try and win just for that very reason. I reckon it'll be Collingwood by a, a solid four goals, 24 points. And Pius fans, let's hope you tip well this week. Unlike Caroline Wilson, who uh, decided not to tip Collingwood or any other winning team last week, she got zero. Well, that's, <laughs> what else can you expect from a Richmond fan? Yes, but apparently she thinks Nathan Buckley's a good player now.
3: Oh, about time. It's only taken her 14 years to work that out. All <laughs> right, Anyways, boys. Fellas, we're Collingwood, and we had a great win on Tuesday. We're looking forward to another wonderful game on Sunday. Hope to see all the pie fans out there.
2: Let's keep up the effort. Let's keep up the cheering, and let's make sure the boys uh, put in that work and get us over the line. And as we say this week, like every week...
0: Okay. Go pie! And-